Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Good afternoon, Steeler Nation. How we feeling? Tired. Yeah, me too. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. So just because we hop on at the 1 o'clock hour, I'm not going to get the full spill? Is that what you're telling me right now? No, it's not because of that. What's up? It's because I, I can't. Why, why, why And not? you know, listen, I smile in the face of adversity. Come on, man. I blink in the face of danger. Ooh. But I can't say it's good today. <laughs> why not? But it was good because it's it's not good. <laughs> I mean, it's always good, right? Anytime you and I can get up here on the microphone, we got the opportunity to do this. It's always good. But it's oh man, you're saying it's not good right now. It's not good right now because it's just one of those things. It's over. Particularly, I think in football where the season is it's so short, over, and the game sample size is so small. It just hurts, and it just abruptly comes to an end. I blame you. It, it just abruptly comes to an end. I'm seeking that's comfort. Why, I'm blaming you. That's why it's not good. It's not good. I can't say good today because it's not good. Euler Remotes with you here. A little abbreviated show today. We'll be with you for an hour. Uh, but we've got some good news about the future of the show, I should yeah. say. But we'll, we'll, that's true. That's, that's what we call tease. You got to tease it. We'll, we'll give you, you that at some point later on. Euler Remotes, Remotes might not be going away as quickly as some of you thought. Ooh. But Arthur Motes, here is uh, where I want to start today. We're going to do Professor Motes Monday here in about 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get to the professor's lecture, you know, I think it's always good to start with a little open-ended discussion, right? Yeah, dip your, dip your toe in the, in the shallow end before you dive right in. Very true. Very true. I, as much as I'm bummed today, right? And I, we kind of laid that out there in the first minute of the show here. As much as I'm bummed, you know, and it, in a way it's kind of like... Almost like someone pulled the rug out from underneath your feet. Right. You know, like everything that we, it, it is, it's a very. All our hopes and dreams have right. come crashing it's, down to an end. It's a routine in a season that starts in July and never has an official end date, right? You never know when it's going to be week 17, could be in the playoffs, could be in the, I mean, it could end in February hoisting a Lombardi trophy. But with everything that transpired this year and you get into that groove, and like I said, from July through December, it's like half the year our schedule is football, 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 and then all of a sudden it's over. It's like when your girlfriend dumps you, huh? I've never had that experience before, you know, because I was just... Me either. I just thought it sounded cool. I was just the creme de la creme, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, it kind of is, nobody yeah. loved me. It's, it's a weird feeling, right? Like I said, it's almost like the, the wind is out of your sails. The rug got pulled from beneath your feet. It, it's abruptly over. The wind isn't at your back anymore. It's at your face. Yeah, it's not <laughs> like the old Irish fable, yeah. right? And the, the sun upon your face and the wind at your back. Yep. Not so much anymore. <laughs> Uh, but with all that said, Motsi, I don't find myself disappointed today. Now, what? let me preface this. What? Let me preface this. If you would have told me back in July, right? If, mm-hmm. we, if we would have been, you know, Friday night, lights night, when I was hanging with you and the fam at Latrobe uh-huh, Memorial uh-huh. High School Stadium. If you would have said to me right there, right? If you would have nudged me and you said, hey, Wes, Steelers are going to go 8-8 this year. Yeah, I just got back from the future. I just got a crystal ball mm-hmm. from a gypsy in Latrobe. Shout out to the Gypsies in Latrobe, by the way. And the Steelers are going to go 8-8 eight eight this year. Mm-hmm. I would have been disappointed. Wow. 
But how that eight and eight transpired, and everything that happened this year in the roller coasters, right, uh-huh. and the highs and the lows, and the ebbs and flows. Let's hear this comfort and the fun that was that what seven game win streak, mm-hmm. and at one point being eight and five. Like, I'm not disappointed in the eight and eight result. Like I said, surely I'm not. I, I'm not obviously not thrilled. It, it feels like the wind's out of our sails. The season comes to an abrupt end. But it's hard for me to use the term disappointment this year with the job that I think the coaching staff did. All the guys who had to, who weren't even with the team in training camp or the ones who got cut coming out of training camp who had major roles. All the injuries, obviously to your franchise future Hall of Fame quarterback being first most amongst them, and Stephon Tewitt four weeks into the season on the defensive side of the football. All things considered, again, I'm not wow. high-fiving and slapping hands. Wow. But I also think that I would be remiss if I said that I um, uh, this season was a huge disappointment because I, I don't think it was. It was a unique season. It had its highs. It had its lows. But I, I just that's the one thing I I don't find myself disappointed. Uh, you know, a little let down, a little uh, you know, mm-hmm. wind out of my sails, a little rug beneath my feet. But uh, I'm not disappointed. That's a very interesting perspective, my friend. Because I am highly disappointed. <laughs> highly disappointed. Now, I know we're going to sit here and talk about, well, look at all the adversity, the quarterback situation, this and that and that. But we weren't singing that tune three True. weeks ago. We were sitting at 8-5 and five with we just came off that Cardinals win. We had the Bills flex to Sunday night. We knew we were going to see the Jets, and then we were going to have a Ravens team that we said more than likely would not have their starters in. You can't tell me three weeks ago you would have said to yourself, oh, if we lose these next three, I'm not going to be disappointed. I'm going to say, you know, a little bit of the it's window myself point. has been removed, but ultimately it's okay. It's all butterflies and rainbows because that's not the case. I'm disappointed. I'm highly disappointed because – Two of these games, if you win two of them, you guarantee that playoff spot. If you win just one of them, the Jets. you still have the possibility of making the playoffs. And you mean to tell me that you lose all three? All three. The Bills game, okay, cool, because I did say I thought the Bills were going to play. I thought it was going to be a tough game. It could go either way. And for them, that was their game of the season. No question. That was, that was the game for them. Mm-hmm. But to lose to the Jets, unacceptable. To lose to the Ravens, the Ravens were RG3. We had RG3 looking like rookie of the year RG3 out there. And and to be fair, not just lose to the Ravens, right? It it was an embarrassment. It, it was not close for the it majority. Was an embarrassment, it was man. close at times until it wasn't. It was an embarrassment. So for me, I'm highly disappointed because there it is under no stretch of the imagination. If you wanted me to have that mindset of well, we had to overcome this adversity, this and that, well, yeah, if we never go and win seven games in a row or six games in a row, okay, cool. If we never get to five hundred during the season, okay, cool. If we never get three games over five hundred with us controlling our own destiny, needing to win two out of the last three to guarantee a playoff spot, okay, cool. But you can't tell me that to have the position that they were in, the coaching now that was taking place, the players playing the way they were playing, both on offense, defense, and special teams at that moment in that Cardinals game when it ended. You can't tell me that you don't feel some type of disappointment because mm. for me, it's just unreal to see them self-destruct and employed or implode over those last three games. I completely agree with everything you said there. I so think there's I think it depends where you're having this conversation, right? Are you having it in the micro or in the macro? Right, because I think you and I—I I don't think we kind of did think the season was over week two, 
True. When when we did the show ten minutes after the news broke that, that Ben's elbow True. has gonna cause him to be out for the rest of the season. So in the micro, you're right. Being eight and five and controlling your own destiny and all those things you just ran through to then lose your last three games of the season. Um and like you pointed out, not exactly the most competitive manner in those games as well. A lot of self-inflicted wounds. That is disappointing, certainly. I'd be lying to you. I'd be lying to our audience. I'd be lying to myself if I tried to say any differently. It's not good. It's not good. I think maybe where I came from, though, is where we were at week two. And you're right. When we when the Steelers were 8-5, and five, you and I, the fan base, nobody was saying... Not at all. No one was saying, okay, well, let's not get too ahead of ourselves right. here. We were saying the standard is the standard, and this is Pittsburgh, and this is what we do. Yep. So in that, I agree with you. I still think where I was coming from was, I just, man. It's not like you were seeking comfort. I Yeah, I was seeking a little comfort. Stop it. You're right. We don't seek comfort in Pittsburgh. Coach Thomas told me that when I first got here. I said, what is this comfort thing? I kind of like feeling comfortable. You said, but coach, I want a memory foam mattress on my bed. He said, no, don't seek comfort. We're not good right now. We lost. It was on us. It was below the line. Shake the hands to the man next to you because this roster will not look the same next year. It will not. <laughs> and that's we'll have plenty of time to get into yeah. all of that as the as the weeks go along here. And maybe I just kind of gave away our tease a little bit there. But come on, man, Dude, this, be a better radio guy right this, now, man. This one, we're being below the line right now. You, you're you giving lecture, away the teases. Come on, man. Come on. Listen, no, I'm just. It's like little. Uh, it's almost like you know you see in the cartoons where like. Uh, you leave a you leave a trail of breadcrumbs, <laughs> right? I'm just leaving yeah. a trail of breadcrumbs. All right, Moats and I, this is not going to be our last week on the radio. All right, that's the that's the next level that I'll take the tease to. So we'll have right. time to get into some more of these 2020 discussions, right? Mm. We'll use our 2020 vision mm-hmm. later on in this week and going forward. <sighs> Motsi, you and I did some research today. We did. When you got when you got to the building here, and and, and, and for the record, I, do, let I, him I know. wanted to give you credit. Hey. The reason that Moats and I were late getting on air today was, was not that because Moats was stuck in traffic. Was not me. <laughs> um, but yeah. we did a little research in our our pre show prep meeting today um, because we were talking about the twenty three. No, not Michael Jordan. No, not LeBron James. Uh, the twentieth, not Joe Hayden, not Jumpman Joe Hayden. Nope. Uh, the 23 consecutive games that the Pittsburgh Steelers have now had with a turnover on offense. Hey, I'm not good at math, but that means every game this season, and that extends into last season. It does, unfortunately. And then we thought, you know what? I wonder how many of those games... Because, because we handed to that, right? We did. We did. Last week was like, hey, multiple turnover games versus single turnover games, because it's a difference, right? It is a difference between if you only have one turnover Certainly. versus multiple turnovers. And... Yeah, and like our audience knows, you and I, we do all the research. We got all the notes. Oh yeah, we we double triple check too. We got facts and opinions on everything. This is what we do. What was it? Only six games this season that yep. the Steelers did not have multiple turnovers. Yes, indeed. So ten, ten out games, of sixteen games, two or more. That's, and then. <laughs> I don't care if you've got the eighty-five Bears defense and you've got the greatest show on turf on offense. You're not more times than not. You're not going to make the playoffs. You're not going to win the division. You're not going to have the type of season you want to have just point-blank period looking at that. And then, then it was so frustrating. I'm looking at, okay, let's see who the opponents were that we had these singular turnovers versus multiple turnover games. Patriots, a single turnover game. Got molly though, that one. Chargers, that was probably one of our better performances as a team standpoint. I would agree, especially all things at considered. That, at that time, that was Duck's first start. Yeah, uh, Tuit was hurt. Watt was yes. hurt. Hayden was hurt. Nelson Absolutely. was hurt. <laughs> it, it, it was rough. That was, looking back on it, maybe the most yeah. impressive performance of the season. Both of the Bengals games, we had singular turnovers, so mm-hmm. that was good. 
second Browns game, and then obviously the Cardinals game. It's just unreal, though, man. Just the the, uncon- the the inconsistencies associated with protecting the ball from an offensive standpoint. Yeah. It puts you behind the eight ball. It sets you up for failure. It's like if we're running a race, but I'm going to give you a <laughs> – if we're running, you know, 100 yards, I'm going to give you a 20-yard head start every week. Like, you Well, you have to give that. me more than that, but I get your point. Yeah. I mean, but I'm over now, so you probably got me. <laughs> Tyler tweets us. At Wesley Euler at the body 52. The body. Uh, Steelers led the league in takeaways with 38, yet only plus eight in the turnover ratio. Enough said. Mm hmm. Yeah. Recipe. What is it? Well, I'd say and, and that, the, about, and, sol- that well, about sums no, it up, Tyler. No. In, in the words of Jameis Winston, we balling, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we balling. <laughs> In the words of Jameis Winston, all we got to do is stop throwing interceptions. That's and it, be the man. Best, best quarterback in the league. Yeah, we balling. Don't worry about them turnovers. We balling. 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, almost 5,000 yards passing. No, 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 he, he did five, He did have 5,000 so yards passing. Was he the only one who hit 5,000 yes, this year? Yes, balling. <laughs> That's unbelievable. That is, that is. I do. Jameis Winston is, he's a treasure in that sense. He's just the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, but also, like Jameis, Steelers giving too many gifts uh, uh-huh. on the offensive side of the football. You like that transition? Call it what you want to call it, baby. Is that going to be... And again, there's things that go hand in hand with this. The 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 injuries and losing your quarterback and, but, and, and but all that plays hold into on, it. Hold on, hold Let, on. Let's let's be real about it but though, because be I know it. that's the easy, that's the low fruit, low hanging fruit. Oh no doubt. Oh man, well you know we had the quarterback issues this year. We only played 16 games this year. The streak is 23 games in a row. So you Quick do the math. math. Quick math. You do the math on that. So I understand it's only 16 games. I understand we had Duck at quarterback, Mason at quarterback, young guys playing. But I don't want to hear that because if it was only 16 games this year and it was 23 straight games, you tell me what that number is. You tell me what that number is. Carry the one. You got a remainder by two. Come on now. Seven games in the Absolutely. last season. Absolutely. So who was the quarterback for the last seven games last season? Not Doc Hodges. Exactly. Not Mason Rudolph. Exactly. So I don't want to hear all that, oh, it was the quarterback situation, because it's not. This has been an issue that's been plaguing this team for the past two years. I mean, Ben led the league interceptions a year ago. These are things that this team has to get cleaned up and out of their game in a hurry if they want to be a successful playoff team, because this is a recipe for disaster, as we've seen in back-to-back seasons now. So the onus right all of last season was placed upon creating more splash on defense Mm -hmm. it's all we talked about for five months check mission accomplished is is it going to be the same way now almost the inverse right for the offense in the next five months it's going to be ball security ball security ball security is that all we're going to hear in terms of i feel like it should be the relatively thing that they're working on this offseason yeah i think the things that we're going to hear the most this offseason from an offensive standpoint like you said protecting the ball and then the status of Ben. I mean, well, sure, sure. Yeah. The fact that he hasn't thrown yet, probably going to have another month or two before he is throwing. Those are the concerns. Those are the things that are definitely going to be the the hot topics this offseason, man. A whole bunch to get into. Like I said, as we go along in the week and in, in the coming weeks here, we will get into a lot of that looking forward to 2020 in the offseason. Guys who could be moving on, guys and their status with contracts and injuries. We will be getting into all of that. But we got to. Uh, Put a bow on. I, that just sounds too nice. We've got to finalize week 17 this season. And who better to get into the X's and O's with than one Professor Motes? You know, I swear, all these kids, they're still on vacation. But Professor Motes is still teaching. Because it's a lot of lessons to be learned today. 
and in life in general. Some good, some not good. Not good. <laughs> we'll get into those when we return. Inside the Electric Factory, you are listening to Euler and Motes, Professor Motes Monday next, right here on Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Inside the Electric Factory on a Monday, Euler and Motes with you here as we continue to parse through what happened yesterday, what happened these last three weeks, like we said, we will have plenty of time to uh, to discuss 2020 and beyond. We'll have some 2020 vision later on in the week and in the following weeks, I'm sure, Arthur Motes. But, you know, we can't just gloss over what happened yesterday that easily. We just got to cry it out, baby. That wouldn't, be doing, uh, that wouldn't be doing us justice. That wouldn't be doing our listeners justice. The listeners are crying. I'm crying. We all crying together. I know. We should have brought in that, that Stevie Ray Vaughan, The Sky is Crying. You cry. What are the best What are the best songs about crying? Together. The OJs said we cried. Cried. We cried together. Oh, oh. What about Johnny Cash? If you're into that. When I, what's the line? It's like, when you're alone, you're going to cry, cry, cry. You cry, cry, cry when you're all alone. Go Justin Timberlake, cry me a river. It's a lot of cry. Cry me a three rivers. How about that? Ooh, I like it. I will say though, what you gonna say? We, I, I do think I have to. And you might call this me seeking comfort. I like to call it me laughing at my neighbors. Mm, interesting. Could be worse, right? Could it really though? Yeah, you could have been the preseason darlings who were supposed to win the Super Bowl and supposed to burst onto the scene with all this talent, and you went 6-10 and 10 and fired your head coach. Hey, I mean, what you saying? Uh, That's what I'm mean, just saying. But at the end of the day, we're both in the same position. That's true. So it doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> That's true. It doesn't make me feel better, yeah, but it at least maybe puts a little smile on my face. Yeah, I'm sitting here like at the end of the day, we both are in a very bad position right now. Yeah, at the end of the day, if you ain't first, you're last, right? This is true. One thing that always makes me feel better at the end of the day, though, you know, it's a little information, it's a little lecture, it's a little time spent with Arthur Motes. Schools are out, everyone's on break, but Arthur Motes is still teaching. It's time to go into the classroom on a Monday, Professor Motes Monday, week 17 wrap-up edition. You know what? I'm not even going to wait. We're just going to hop right into this lesson, this last lesson, this last lecture for the regular season of your Pittsburgh Steelers. This will be the last lecture of 2020, Professor. Yeah, man. Think about that, bro. So the first... Wait, hold on, Professor. Where to party at tomorrow night for New Year's? Hey, you know, there's always a party someplace. I got some ideas. I got some some plans. (laughs) (laughs) On campus or off campus? (laughs) A little bit of both. (laughs) But anywho, the first thing we got to talk about this turnover streak and how it continues unfortunately ultimately it was the straw that continued to break the camels back this year 23 straight games we talked about 10 of the 16 games this season being multi-turnover games on top of that it's not good 
And then when you focus on this Ravens game in particular, uh, you got Duck with the strip sack. I don't even want to count the safety, even though you could count that as well. Sure. And then obviously the fumble punt by Barry turned into touchdown. Just overall was just disappointing, very below the line in that regard all season. But once again, in this particular game, you already knew that it was going to be a tough battle. You had regardless to have an, of who was out a there. performance. And for you to go out there another game with multiple turnovers. I mean, think about three of their last four games. The past three games in a row, multiple turnover games. It's a recipe for disaster, man. Recipe for disaster. Some streaks are good. Turnovers are not good, though. You don't want that streak. The Undertaker's WrestleMania streak. That was a good streak. Goldberg's streak of winning. That was a good streak. That was a good streak. There's bad streaks. Arthur Moe's streak of making the playoffs four years in a row from 2014 to 2017 being here as a Steeler. That was a good streak. That's a really good streak. That's a really good streak. There's some bad streaks. Yeah. Blue streak. I like that movie. That was a good movie, too. Blue streak. It's kind of like a streak. Yeah. 23 turnovers in a row is a bad streak. That's very bad. I mean, it's like... That's bad. It's not good. It's not good at all. So that's the first point today. A turnover streak. And how it's unfortunately continuing. The second thing that we're going to talk about, forgive me for my lack of optimism in this particular lesson, <laughs> this particular lecture, but we got to talk about the lack of focus by this team yesterday as well. Now, my good friend Bud Dupree, after the game, he talked about how the Ravens continue to put the Titans score up on the Jumbotron. <sighs> but you my dog. But overall, man. We got to stay focused on the task at hand. You knew what the situation was going into this game. We all knew that they were going to put the scoreboard up there, the score for the Titans up there, and that we had to focus on this game. But when you looked at this game as a whole, what did we see? We saw missed tackles. We saw drop passes. We saw a team that struggled against stopping the run. We saw bad throws. We saw a ton of mental errors. Special teams miscues. Just throughout the whole game the team did not look focused they didn't look focused at all they looked like they wanted to scoreboard watch but then overall they looked like they just didn't have the interest and that was the most disappointing part to me it was very frustrating so the lack of focus or the importance of having focus is the next lecture point <sighs> gotta get that 2020 vision back i'm so mad right now i'm so disappointed I hate the end of the year lecture. See, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Just, oh, just tickles my fancy. Now, this last lecture point today. Only three points today, Professor. It is because I'm mad. It is. I got to talk about how we were outcompeted. Ooh. And that's a, that's a term you never want to hear. Ah, and, and it's something I never thought I'd see. Not this year. Oh. When you watch that game, if you just took the logos away, took the records away, one team looked as if they were playing like they needed to win that game to get into the playoffs. The other team that was out there, they looked as if they were resting their starters, like they already had it locked up, like they were not interested in any way, shape, or form in that game. I'm talking the body language of some players out there. It just looked bad. It should never look that way. Regardless of the situation, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of your record, regardless of the score, you should never look like you are not interested in that game. You should never look as if you don't want to compete. And we saw that. And it was very frustrating, very disappointing. And it's something that you have to clean up. And I think that 
I mean, I don't think I know Coach Tomlin. He's going to address that. Something that he's definitely going to talk about. 10 a, uh, noon. Sorry, noon tomorrow. Yes. Mike Tomlin's last press conference of the year. Right yeah. here on SNR. SNR. SNR I absolutely. am sure that is something he will talk about. Yeah, because it was embarrassing. There's no reason why RG, RG3-led offense, along with that defense that had key players resting, should have looked that way. It's no reason why, but they look like they wanted it more. Mm-hmm. They like they had a desire to go out there and compete. They looked like they it was two dogs, one bone, and they were hungry. Like that's what it looked like, and it's unfortunate, man. But hopefully, this will be a learning experience for the younger players, a learning experience for the guys that will be returning next year. That nobody cares about your problems, nobody cares about your circumstances, nobody cares you're seeking comfort because at the end of the day, everybody wants to kick you while you're down, and that's what you saw when you saw the Ravens going forward on fourth and one calling fake punts we saw that when they even after even after even after the safety and the game is pretty much in hand is done what's the first play you see from rg3 coming out throwing the ball they threw the ball downfield i was cursing at the tv teams don't like you teams want to put 50 on you when you have a particularly chance. when you're the steelers absolutely you have to understand that you have to compete with that mindset every week. Yeah, people want to kick the Chargers and the Raiders right. and the Bengals when they're down. How do you think they feel about the team Come that's on now. been the, Good. The, the best franchise? For, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at worst, a top two or three franchise for 50 years? Like, think about that, man. So you have to understand that, man. When you put on the black and gold, it's a standard. When you put on that black and gold, certain things come with that. Some things good, some things not so good. Right. But either way, you can never and should never be outcompeted on that level, which we saw yesterday. It was very disappointing. And that's why my lecture had three points and why I was so disgusted and just, man, it's, it's not good. It's not good. One more time, Professor, to make sure we got it right in our lecture notes here. What were those three points one more time? How this turnover streak has continued, unfortunately. And how it needs to get addressed and cleaned up immediately. Immediately. The second one was a lack of focus. And actually how we need to make sure that we never walk out with a lack of focus. Because nobody at this level is good enough to win games when you're not 100% locked in. When you're not 100% focused on the task at hand. Because you will see the missed tackles, the mental errors, the drop passes and everything along those lines. And then the third point. You should never be outcompeted under any circumstance. When you put that black and gold on, there is a standard. You think about it, and if if not for you, you think about the guys who put that uniform on before you and what they stand for. It should never, ever look like that. The one thing we should never question, right, is your compete level. I mean, I don't care what sport we're talking about. I don't care what age we're talking about. Your compete level should always be there, right? Without a doubt. And that's one thing, too. That's a term that I feel like, scouts and GMs in a lot of sports like to use, right? You hear that, oh, man, this guy, he's just such a competitive. So competitive. That, to me, when I hear somebody say that about a, a you know, a kid in college or a prospect, I'm like, yeah, okay, and? Like, <laughs> is that a trait? That should right, be a like, prerequisite. <laughs> if you don't have that, that's an issue. <laughs> exactly. Like, what? Like, tell me what else he does well. Hey, the kid can breathe. He competes. Oh, okay, those should go hand in hand. Yeah. That's something, dude, when I, when I, you know this, my first kind of break into the sports world when I was out of college was in junior hockey. I worked for a hockey team in Ohio. And when I would hear scouts say that about a kid, like, oh, he's got a good compete level, I would, first thing I'd think in my mind was, okay, well, then he's not that good. Right. If you can't tell me he's a good skater, he plays <laughs> defense really well, he's a 200-foot game, his, I, hey. his vision, whatever you want to use, if the thing that you're telling me is his compete level side. Hey, hey, he competes, has a high motor. Exactly. That's Pass. High motor. Pass. I'm out. Because that should be a prerequisite. Right. 
You you shouldn't have to talk about my effort. It should it should, <laughs> it should be there. It, it you should shouldn't be. talk about oh he he wants to compete. That should be there. It should be a foregone conclusion. No question. Yeah, and you alluded to it too. The team on the other side, who you could have excused every reason yes. to not compete. And particularly when you can take the elements into consideration, yes. that weather was miserable. Rainy. They had everything. You think the Ravens up. wanted to be out in that weather in a pointless game? They literally game had for them? nothing to play for except to say we beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. And not only did they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, they embarrassed us. It was bad, man. Like I said, that's why I'm frustrated. That's why I'm disappointed. That's why I'm just yeah. I'm just oh. That's why it's not, it's not good. It's not good on a Monday afternoon on Twitter at. The body 52 at Wesley Euler. See? I backed it up there. See? Because that's how Tyler just tweeted us. So Come I was re- my reading comprehension. Come on, man. At Wesley Euler at the body 52. The body. Steelers are now eligible for hard knocks. Woohoo! Yeah, I wouldn't get, get the you. camera crews ready. It's funny. I've seen that. T- I, Tyler tweeted that to us. I've seen that tweeted by a couple people in the last, you know, 12 hours or so. Because you know it's gonna it's a strong possibility to happen, man. It's never gonna happen. No, we're eligible now. We don't have that say so no more. It's never. See, I won't have to say so no more, bro. Gotta. You know they want us. Happen. What's the fine for that if you if you decide not to do it? I don't know, but I guarantee you Mr. Rooney's willing to pay it. <laughs> I I listen, hey, hey. Arthur Motes. When, when you put yourself in these positions, this is what you gotta deal with. I've That's been, all I'm saying. I've been correct in my analysis plenty of times. Hey. I've been incorrect in my analysis even more hey, times. All I'm saying is when you put yourself in these type of situations, this is what you gotta deal with. I'm uh, mortgage the house on hard knocks. Don't you do not that? Not coming out the Latrobe. Don't you do that? I'm gonna do that. Don't you do I'm that? I'm gonna do that. Don't you do that? Don't you do that? Don't you do it? <laughs> Don't you do it? Now you got me worried. I'm gonna say yeah. because what if the, what if it's the other way around? What if HBO is willing to cut a check? That's what I'm saying. Don't you do because that? they know how big of a draw that would be. Come on, man! It'd be the biggest one out ever since like oh. the first one when the Cowboys without first did a doubt. It. Yeah, without a doubt. Tell me, don't you do it? <laughs> and they could kind of play the whole. Which you see this, I mean, Peter King, right? It, it mm-hmm. comes with NBC to training camp every year and yep. does the whole, if you're a football fan, you got to come to Latrobe, come for, which now. is true. And that helps out St. Vincent College as well. Come on, all right. Okay. Man, now you got me thinking. Yep. Stop it. Hey, I, and we can, we can make our image look better too, man. Talk about the adversity we had to overcome last year, which some very uh, tragic events that did transpire at Latrobe. It's I'm true. Telling you, it's a lot That's of true. There, I'm telling you. Oh, man. You already got the star players. Ben will be coming back. You know he wants to talk about the, ah, is it back? Is it not back? Ah, Juju. Are they going to highlight my good hair on Hard Knocks if they come to Steelers training saying, camp? Well, actually. So maybe hi- I'll allow it. Then. Actually, your hair won't be good because you're mortgaging your house on it. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to be able to afford haircuts yeah. anymore. I'll just be buzzing yeah. my Yeah, I say no, no haircuts, no house. It's going to be a, a rough-looking thing going on. <laughs> It'll be like when I was in college. and I That's yeah. the last time I used to get buzz cuts was when I was in college yeah, because I, I didn't want to pay for a haircut. Yeah. I, I was like, that's a case of beer. I'm not paying for yeah. a haircut. That's <laughs> all I'm saying, man. Just, just yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't just be so Stop it. gung-ho. It's not going to happen. That's all I'm saying. You put yourself in these positions. This is what you kind of got to deal with. I mean, Mr. Rooney complained about not ha- uh, about us having to play on Christmas back-to-back years. Well, actually, he complained about it the first year when we had Christmas and Thanksgiving. And what did they do the next year? Oh, here you go. Take another Christmas Thanksgiving. That's the only downside <laughs> to being part of Steeler Nation, right? Exactly. Is that you're wanted. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I don't want to do Christmas Thanksgiving. We want Thanksgiving. you to play in primetime. We want you to play on the holidays. Right. We want you to be on TV at that's training all, that's camp. That's all I'm saying, man. <laughs> when you put yourself in these positions. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you're right, though. Hopefully it doesn't come down to that. But all I'm saying is... Don't 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 be surprised. Sometimes if you make the bed, you gotta lay in it. Absolutely. That's all I'm saying, man. 
Although we... What if we told HBO that the bed that they have to lay in is a dorm bed? And then maybe they wouldn't be as interested in coming? Come on, man. You know they're going to buy whatever hotels are on <laughs> They ain't playing that game. All right, as long as they get me a room. Yeah. Nah, forget that. I want to stay on campus. Listen, it's, listen. it's too much fun. I'm I want to cool. stay on campus I'm, anyway. I'm going to be in Pittsburgh watching y'all on TV. Don't worry about me. No, you coming out this year. Not happening. You, I got, Not happening. I got an extra bed in my room. Not happening. That's all for you. Not happening. Just let me suggest bring chance. some memory foam because Not they're not the chance. greatest mattresses. You, you want to tell me a suggestion about sleeping in the trope? Not a chance. <laughs> Although I got to say, so you had four summers in Latrobe. Unfortunately, actually four in in a day because I went down there this year for a, a, uh, a men's camp. You you got honored there. though. I mean, no 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 oh, no no the, no no. no. Fa- the, you're talking yes, yeah the fantasy the, the camp. Fantasy right. camp. Yes. Did you, did you say hotel or dorms? For no that? dorm. Did you really? Yes. No oh. memory foam either. Yes. <laughs> got to bring the memory foam, bro. Well, it was a it was a two day thing. Yeah. So I was like, oh, all right, I don't want to pay for that to sleep on. Yeah, man. I'm cool. I'm cool, bro. I'm I'm starting to catch up. This will be my third year in Latrobe coming up. I'm gonna catch hey, you here. I, ho- I hope you surpass me. I, I don't I, <laughs> listen. That's like. Have I ever told you the Jack Ham Latrobe story? No. When I saw him at Morton's, have I ever told you this? No. Okay. I'll, I'll tell this real quick. Shout out to Morton's. Too. I heard against, the humble brag. Break here. Well, I do, I wasn't paying. You'll you'll find out how I got there in a second. Um, this would have been last April, right? So nine months ago. Okay. The symphony did a concert, all Queen music. Mm, okay. I wish I should have been there. Morgan and I went. Um. And you and I, you know, our relationship wasn't as strong as it is now. Something like that yeah. happens again. You go. Okay, my pops okay. actually said to me over Christmas, he's like, you got to get Mozi to a show. What, yeah, what man, are you I'm doing here? That, bro. Come on, man. Um, you got a lot of free time now if you haven't realized. <laughs> 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 um, so uh, Jack Ham and his wife are big symphony people as well. Mm-hmm. They were at that Queen show. After the show, um, Jack invited some people to uh, – Tunch and his wife were there as well okay. too – uh, Jack invited some people to come around the corner to Morton's for okay. a post-show drink. Nice. And my dad was like, "Hey, like you should come with me. Come meet Jack Ham. You know, right. it'd be good for you." The Jack Ham. And so we're, you know, my dad introduces me to Jack. I'm chatting with him, um, and I go, "Hey, I go, you know, I said I'm I'm gonna be out in Latrobe, like I, you know, because that's how I, I was like, I'd love to have you on the show at some point, right. you know, like." I was like, do you come out to Latrobe at all? You know, because I'm there doing shows every day. Like, mm-hmm. we could just sit down. We could do a segment or two. I'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> Jack put his hand on my shoulder, and he goes, Wes. He goes, I don't want to do the math for you, but just <laughs> calculate in your mind right. all the years I was with the Steelers. Thank you. And that training camp was two weeks longer back in my day than right. it is now. <laughs> he goes, I've spent more than a year of my life at mm-hmm. Latrobe. I'm not going back. <laughs> You can't pay me to go sleep in that door. <laughs> that's, no. that's what he said. He said, Wes, I love the Steelers. I love football. Yeah. I'd love to come on the show, but you will not see me in the trove. Nope. <laughs> i tell you, man, every time now and they ask me, hey, we, we, you want to come to the trove for an event? Uh, you're going to have to pay me enough for that hotel. Because yeah, the dorm, that's, nah, it's not happening, bro. It's not good. It's not good. Can't do it. On Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at the body 52 The body. We will wrap up the show with your reaction when we come back. And you know what, Motsi? It's been some, you know, there's been some wallowing on the show today. Very true. Uh, there is one piece of good that I want to hit on, too, before oh we get out of here. Oh, boy. Here we go now. So you'll just Our remember. Our head coach is returning. That's, just, that's good. You We're just, not, yeah, like you said, not Cleveland. You just, you, just, you just remember who's the negative one and who's the positive one on this I show. I told you, man. I'm the most negative person y'all ever know. <laughs> Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler inside the Electric Factory trying to laugh along with all of you. Get those tweets in now. We'll answer them when we return. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR. 
This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Wrapping up a, another edition of the Steelers Blitz here on a Monday. Sorry for some of the confusion with the start of the show today, uh, but we'll be back to normal routine the rest of the week. No show tomorrow because Mike Tomlin will speak at noon, so we will carry that here. It's always Westford if y'all ask. On SNR. It was uh, Westford. He did it. But Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, high noon, Euler Remotes. Hey, hey, hey. Holla at you, boys. Holla at you, boy. Uh, we got a question here on Twitter why is it so hard to replace a fullback? Seems like the Steelers, that that was an issue all season. Mm-hmm. Arthur Motes, why is it so hard to replace a fullback? <sighs> fullbacks attract a lot. A lot of negativity are associated with fullbacks. Blitzes, um, just run blitz past blitz. It's very one-dimensional. It's very predictable. I know people will bring up, well, the Patriots, they were using the linebacker as a fullback. We've also seen how the Patriots' offenses look this year. Let's be real. <laughs> and, and, and I know it's easy to point out where well, they scored a touchdown. Yeah, it was a trick play. We saw that as well. But we all can attest to how the Patriots' offense looked this year. Can we not? Has that offense looked good? Yes or no? Nah. So I understand that people will point to a fullback in their offense saying how easy it is to replace, but no. It's not, and the results are showing. If you have a true fullback like a Rosie Nix or like for those guys in John, I think it's John Devlin, yeah, it stands out. Or uh, <clears throat> I, I got to see if the guy's still with the Chiefs, but um, Anthony Sherman. Yes. He's another guy. Like when you have Pro Bowl caliber, elite caliber fullbacks, they stand out. You use them. But when you don't, you don't use them because fullbacks in this day and age, when a fullback is on the field as a defense, you are taught to blitz it because you know wherever he's at, they're either running to him or it's going to be a pass and he's in the protection. So you know right now, let's blitz that dude every time he comes on the field. Very similar to an extra O-lineman. You bring in Zach Banner, we blitz it. Why do you think it got to the point towards the end of the season where Zach Banner, when he would come on the field, it was being more negative plays than positive plays? And then be- why he stopped Right, and then that's why the you stop bringing him on because you don't just put a guy out there for the sake of putting him out there. You don't just say, well, hey, man, we need a bigger body guy helps in the run game. No, because that attracts a lot of attention. And when you see a fullback out there, as soon as a fullback comes on the field as a linebacker, you're taught, you key him. You don't even key anybody else because wherever he's aligned at, he's in the action. He's not on the field as a decoy. And even if he is, well, now we're blitzing him because he's still not going to be as good a pass blocker as a tight end or as a tackle. So that's a lot of the reasons why it's not so easy to just replace uh, a fullback on the field. Just, oh, take take one of the linebackers, put him out there. Didn't they? They tried to use a. Sutton Smith early on, yep. that didn't work out. There from there, obviously, Rosie Nix was in and out. I think they even Go ahead, tried it. Trey Edmonds in, in practice. Yes. And, in, and, and it's not the same. Yeah. yeah. I guess now, you know, there's there's things like that that I don't know how much of public knowledge that they are, but the season's over now. Yeah, so. man. Yeah. But I you, think they did even consider Trey Edmonds at one point. Yeah, it, it, it is not easy. And first off, let's talk about the mentality, the mindset. So as a fullback, you are the battering ram. So let, let's talk about on this roster, who who was batted, battering ram material? Zach Gentry? No. Trey Edmonds? No. Jalen Samuels? No. Biddy Snell? No. Jared not as a White, blocker? No. 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 
Okay, let's go defense. Takes takes linebackers. Anthony Chicolo, no, he's not doing that. Um, Ola, you might could have done that. He's been injured, but he was injured, yeah. so you had to deal with those injuries. Tyler Matikatovich, no, he's too small for that. Yep. Um, Vince Williams, but he was too he was too impactful too in terms of the in terms on yeah. defense, so you couldn't use him like that because with the Patriots, what they were doing with uh, Roberts, he was the, initially the starter. And when he be, when he was benched, and you knew he wasn't going to get back out there on defense. That's what they said. Okay, let's put you as a fullback, right. and you'll play special teams as well. So it's not easy to just say, "Oh, let's take one of these guys and put them over there." I thought even to myself, "Man, could I be a fullback in this league?" No, because that's suicide. You know, those dudes, man, you get knocked out. Yeah, it's a little different. It's a totally different mentality. Hundred percent. When you're going to play fullback, we, we talk about car crash every play. No, I mean, no, that, that's, that's a, yeah. That's a ten car pile yes, up every yes. single play. That, that's that's let's let's play the throw dynamite at each other game. That's what that is when you play a fullback, baby. So no, put it's a not, helmet it's, on and run full speed into the wall, right? Into a brick wall. That's no 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 no, no 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 because the brick wall is just standing there. These oh, this brick true. wall is trying to hit the, you back. The brick wall that's moving towards <laughs> you. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> so it's a reason why it's not so easy, and it's a reason why if you look around the league. Teams aren't just replacing fullbacks. If you have an elite fullback, you use them. If you don't, you don't, you don't use them because your offense gets too bogged down. It's too predictable. And like I said, the Patriots are a prime example of that. You pull up the one touchdown pass that Roberts had, or I think he, he scored twice yesterday or once yesterday. I think he scored once yesterday once, yeah. on, the, on the fake. or They had yes. a little trick play. I know play. he definitely scored yesterday. Yes, it was on a trick play. They threw it to him. Yeah, you look at that one play, but then look at the rest of the game when he's on the field and how that offense looks. And you tell me why it's not so easy to just replace a fullback. Curtis asks, for your assessment of the offensive line, especially the last three weeks. Man, they were below the line in a major way. Um, at times they looked old. At times they looked like they were confused, especially these past two games. I mean, the amount of guys that were running free was very disappointing. And this is an offensive line that had high expectations that were held in high regard. I think they took a major step back this season. And we can all agree that they this old line will not look the same come next year. Yeah, And that's just the nature of this uh, of this business. When you produce – when you can do it consistently, you get to stay here. You get to stay as a unit together. But when you don't, that's when you have to make those type of changes. And I, I will say this. I do think the uh, the loss of uh, Mike Munchak, I think that that was a little overlooked this offseason. When he left, I thought that we all felt that because of the talent that was in that room, that they could overcome whoever was the coach back there. But I do think that some of that played into it in terms of the communication, in terms of the techniques that were being taught and things like that. But it's an adjustment period. I mean, it's always hard for a year one position coach on the team. I mean, yes, he had, yes, Feet had been on the team prior to this year, but he was never in the role of being the position coach of that group. And this was his first time at this level being a position coach. So, yes, it's an adjustment period in terms of the communication, in terms of the respect factor, in terms of the teaching tools and things like that. So for him, I expect him to grow in a major way in year two. But it's a lot of things that factor into that, though. Mug Entertainment asks. Shout out to that name, too. Possibility of the Steelers playing in the Hall of Fame game and hosting Hard Knocks. We touched on Hard Knocks there a little bit. Well, if, if Troy gets into Hall of Fame. 
Which we, we, and Bill we Cowher. Like it, yeah. If you have Troy and Bill Cowher and, and you Alan think, and, and uh, Donnie Shell still is one of the Donnie Shell. So yeah, if all those guys get in, which is a strong possibility, strong let's be real about it. Strong possibility. It's certainly a strong possibility that multiple more than more right, than one. Right, more than get one in. guy would get in. So with that being the case, yeah, it's it's easy to expect that those guys will potentially be in the Hall of Fame game. And in terms of the hard knocks, the, the hard knocks have been staying that they wanted the Steelers for years. Oh, no doubt. But the only reason they couldn't get them was because the Steelers kept being in the playoffs and they weren't having first-year head coaches. So now that those factors are out the window, they still have Coach Tomlin. Okay, great. But they have missed the playoffs for now two years. Yeah, now they have opened themselves up for that. So it could be a hard knocks, Hall of Fame game type training camp offseason or training camp uh, preseason time frame type thing for them. Don Juan asks, chances we see Lev Bell in black and gold next season? I mean, I never close the door on it. Well, he's not going to go to Iowa University. Yeah, yeah. Who else wears black and gold? (laughs) Yeah. Purdue. (laughs) He's not going to go to Purdue. Yeah, not happening to Purdue. Not a Boilermaker. (laughs) So it would have to be with the Steelers. Yeah, so I mean, I do think it's a a possibility that happens. I think the Jets situation is going to see. Did you hear what Adam Gase said yesterday? I never listened to Adam Gase. What did he say? They asked him about, will Lev Bell be back with with you guys next year? And he said, you'll have to ask the GM that signed him. Yeah, because I mean, he he already has said that he didn't want him there. But it's going to be interesting to see if Adam Gase is back next year let's be real about it oh yeah because he's the one that's yeah when you look at what he did or did not do there i think a lot of that plays into it and granted they could say well man they won two of their last three but let's be real they the the steelers game was their probably most impressive one but they beat a bills team that was taking people out left and right last game so either way when you look at gays and just how he's they're tough to evaluate this year they are because yeah, I, they have the injuries as if well you look hey they went seven and nine and sam Darnold, their quarterback missed four games with mono yeah i think like all right for a first year coach right. with a new team that's a decent job but when you look into some of the minutiae like you Absolutely. just pointed out it was, it was a lot that played into that thing and that's the only reason why i say it's iffy even if gays is back next year so it'll be interesting man what you know what today is baby you know what they call today black monday you know what they call today baby yeah so let's just keep this clock rolling, man. We're just going to see who gets got. Who gets got. Who gets got. I... And either way, if you're L, I mean, you're not tripping because you're getting that guaranteed money, which is why it's important that it says fully guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, when it is fully guaranteed, you can fire that man all you want. That check's still going to hit. Mm-hmm. That check's still coming in the mail. And then you can go sign wherever you want after that. You might even sign for a little bit less because you know you've got that guarantee money still coming in, baby. So, hey, I'm not putting it past when to come back here. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is it's a reason why, as a player, you hold out till it says fully guaranteed, regardless of what people might be saying, whether it's teammates, media members, or fans, for situations like this. Because let's be real about it. He could have took the rolling guarantee offer from the Steelers, and if things didn't work out this year and say they wanted to make a move on Coach Tomlin. Now he's in a very interesting predicament. Say that uh, Kevin Colbert had decided to walk away this offseason. A very interesting predicament. But now he's not in that predicament. Now that money's guaranteed, so he's not tripping. He's like Bobby Vanilla, right? Absolutely. Hey, I hey, mean, the Mets, cut, the Mets hey. cut him, what, like 30 years ago and they're no still question, paying him? still paying that man. When it's, <laughs> when it's fully guaranteed, yeah, you say what you want to say, Bobby. That check's still going to hit, baby. First and the 15th, however you want to pay me. That's how I felt last year when I left AZ. That's like, <laughs> you know, at one point, Charlie Weiss was yeah. not working. It still was one of and the had, highest paid. And had two yeah. universities that owed him like $40 million. Yes, absolutely, man. That right there is the American dream. All I'm saying is, from personal experience, I can tell you, 
It is a great feeling when you're sitting at home and that check is still coming. Regardless of if I show up to work in AZ or not last year, that check was hitting. I knew, okay, the 1st and the 15th, I opened up my mailbox, got a nice little Cardinals envelope. I got my last Cardinals envelope about two weeks ago, and it was a good one. I was really happy about it, Wes. So when it's fully guaranteed, you don't have to worry about these things, baby. They call that passive income, I think, right? Hey, you know what I'm saying? Multiple sources, baby. Keep it going. Uh, Last one here. Steel Nation asks any idea about when we will know more about Ben, when we'll hear anything about Ben. The closer to OTAs. Yeah. But that's the thing that's going to be scary, though, because he probably won't throw until March time frame. Right. And you know how close that is to when OTAs start. So you have to anticipate him not even taking reps during OTAs just because of how fresh. Certainly. I mean, when you're, we're not talking about him being back throwing full strength in March. We're saying him throwing for the first time post-surgery will probably be in March. That's the thing that you're kind of like, all right, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be real touch and go. It, it'll be interesting to see how the team handles it, though. They could handle it kind of like what the Panthers did with Cam Newton in terms of not really telling you a lot of anything. And, Keeping you in the dock. But let's be real. This is still They're not about to just come out here and divulge all type of oh, information. No. And no. Hey, man, he looks good with his elbow swelling up today. I will tell you one thing, right? The uh, I'm putting on my tinfoil hat here, okay? All right. One thing that you could keep an eye on that might – you know, give some indication. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see if the Steelers would kick the tires on any big-name free agent backup quarterbacks when March rolls around. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Because if that happens... Well, then you got an idea right there. Then you got an idea right there. That's all I'll say. That'll do it for today's show because we got to... I mean, with what we were talking about, we got to hit the reckless speculation sounder there. <laughs> I blame you for putting us down that rabbit we, hole. Uh, we didn't get to the good that I wanted to hit on, but that's okay. Oh, now you don't want to talk we'll, the good. We'll tease it for Wednesday. Okay, so that? let's leave on a bad note. Then. How I about like that? It. I like it. We're leaving on a negative note How today, guys. How about that? you have to join us on Wednesday to find out. Because right now it's not good. That'll do it for today's show. Thanks, everybody, for rocking with us with the uh, different situation here. But like I said, normal schedule the rest of the week, so no show tomorrow. Uh, for the last time, we'll be off on a Tuesday due to the Mike Tomlin press conference, his season-ending press conference tomorrow. You can catch that right here on SNR at noon. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Motsi and I are back. Same time, same place, knuckleheads. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, I can't say what that. You that's will, a, Bond? What you a, doing, man? That's a, that's a stolen line right there. Yeah, man, don't you do that. We're we not swagger jackets now. <laughs> Thanks to everybody who, uh, who tweeted the show, as always. You know we appreciate it. We'll mm-hmm. talk the yins on Wednesday. Hey. Same time, same place. High noon, as always, on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio.